Hello, I'm John Hausladen, president of the Minnesota Trucking Association. Welcome back to our podcast, Trucking Success and Safety. In this episode, we hear from Sean Sullivan, CEO of Truck Riders, about what you can do to help reduce insurance costs for your fleet. Thanks to Truck Riders for sponsoring today's episode of the podcast. For more information, visit www.truckwriters.com. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, my name is Sean Sullivan. I am the CEO at uh, Truck Riders. We have locations in Blaine, Minnesota, St. Peter, Minnesota, and down in Welcome, Minnesota, which is uh, down near uh, Fairmont, down in that area. I'm going to be speaking to you today on lowering your truck insurance costs, uh, which lately has been, uh, I should have retitled it, controlling your truck insurance costs. I'm sure many of you are faced with right now uh, single digit and in some cases double digit rate increases uh, on your truck insurance, your umbrella liability. Uh, we've even got a few clients where it's, it's hard to find them uh, any coverage at all. So I titled this conversation, What's Your Story? Because that's what you're really doing is you're telling your story to the insurance carriers and giving them a reason uh, to write your truck insurance or to take a pass on even giving you a quote. So we'll jump right into this. So there have been what we know as hard and soft market cycles in the insurance industry, uh, as long as I can remember. I started in this business in 1984, uh, as many of you old timers know, uh, due to the Motor Carrier Act of 1980, uh, there was something called deregulation. And along with that, uh, we found uh, or followed a hard market cycle uh, for insurance. This is actually a newspaper that I came across the other day. Uh, while going through some uh, some old business stuff. Uh, this is my dad had done an interview for the St. Paul Pioneer Press on insurance shock. Uh, this is November of 2001. So again, that was a, a hard market cycle uh, during that. Uh, just prior to this, we had actually uh, set up and created a uh, captive insurance program. You could kind of see the hard market coming uh, from the late 80s and uh, to be prepared, particularly for a medium and large size accounts, uh, captives uh, were, were good and continue to be uh, good insurance options at the time. Let's visit with uh, what are some of the causes of rate increases. Uh, nuclear verdicts, which I'm sure many of you have heard about, uh, been told about or read about, are verdicts in excess of $10 million. So you have a claim, uh, the uh, plaintiff attorney uh, files their demand for $10 million or more. Uh, the nuclear verdict is obviously when you're found guilty and the jury finds in favor of a verdict of $10 million or more. Uh, we're seeing uh, demands increase and claims being paid even on the smaller, just the slight fender benders. Um, I've seen a couple paid out at 100,000 and 250,000. A lot of clients ask, why don't the insurance companies fight these harder? And their fear is getting in front of a jury and we'll visit on why in just a minute. Uh, increased costs is another reason for rate increases. Uh, those would include the cost of new equipment uh, with all the bells and whistles now are up in the $150,000 to $170,000 range for uh, a brand new tractor versus you know $100,000 as early as 10, 15 years ago. And increased medical costs uh, are also driving up insurance rates. Uh, reinsurance. What is reinsurance? Reinsurance are the insurance companies that insure the insurance companies. So an insurance company, even though you have a million-dollar liability limit, may carry the first $250,000 of that limit for any claim and then pass the next seven fifty dollars off to a reinsurance company. 
Well, reinsurance companies tend to pay or be affected by catastrophic losses. Uh, most recently, some of the weather-related losses, uh, some fallout from COVID losses, and then the uh, even the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal uh, will will be a a very high value claim, and that can affect the reinsurance pricing. Uh, distracted driving is another biggie uh, with our truck drivers as well as our auto drivers, uh, particularly on their phones. And then low interest rates. Uh, interest rates are a big driver on insurance costs because if there's not a good opportunity for conservative investment and placing the their surplus money or the money's in, in their pocket, uh, the insurance companies will have to get that from rate and in, in insurance pricing. Let's get to who's telling your story. And again, telling your story to uh, the insurance company and to the public in the event that you have a claim. Uh, that would be you. Uh, you're talking or your people are talking or representing you to the insurance carriers. I always recommend if you can get on a phone call uh, in person is better and actually meet the people writing and or quoting your insurance. You know, putting a, a face to a story and having you tell your story live makes a big difference. Uh, in place of you as your insurance agent, they're actually going out to the market, uh, figuring out which market uh, would best suit your needs. And then they are telling the story uh, to the insurance underwriter based on the information that they've collected from you. Uh, the public is also telling your story, uh, good or bad. Uh, that would be things like your ISS scores. That would be reviews that uh, former employees or current employees and shippers have given you. Um, personal information. Uh, that would be things like your loss runs, uh, your financial statements, your MVRs, and so forth. And then here's the information that really matters, um, the insurance companies. And it's not all inclusive, uh, but these are, are some of the uh, highlighted uh, areas that I wanted to point out. Safety culture and employment practices is a huge one. Uh, you really need to have in place now uh, written and documented uh, safety practices. Uh, it, it's not just able to tell your story. Here's what we do. We have an annual safety meeting and uh, that's no longer good enough. You have to have written safety practices. Uh, you have to understand the safety practices. Your drivers and employees have to be educated on the safety practices. And again, this is stuff that's dragged up in the event that you do have a claim. Uh, experience. Experience speaks to uh, how long have you, a uh, trucking company, been in business? Uh, what is the experience of your ownership and, and manage, uh, management personnel? And then also the experience of your truck drivers. Uh, how long have they been driving commercial motor vehicles? A uh, loss history that kind of speaks for itself. That would be based on your loss runs and then uh, telling your story around those uh, loss runs and uh, what you're doing to mitigate or avoid losses in the future. SMS and ISS scores speak volumes to underwriters. Uh, these are your safety scores, your uh, basics, as you may know them. It, it's really important that uh, if you don't have any alerts, that's fantastic. Uh, it's very important that you don't have more than one alert, uh, or it really limits our ability to shop your insurance. And then CAB scores. CAB is the Central Analysis Bureau, and it's a program uh, or vendor that insurance carriers use a lot of them. And it basically captures your ISS scores and other background information on you uh, that's available through the web. Drivers and equipment, again, uh, what, what's the makeup of your drivers? Are they employee drivers? Are they owner operators? Is it a mix? Again, what's the experience of your drivers? What do the MBRs look like? 
your equipment? Are you running older older equipment and just kind of upgrading that as need be? Or are you running some of the newer equipment with things like uh, collision avoidance, uh, dash cams, and so forth uh, on that equipment? Uh, That can make a huge difference as well. A lot of insurance companies won't even look at uh, fleets that are made up primarily of equipment uh, that is 10 to 15 years old or older. What type of hauling are you doing? Is it hazmat? Is it general freight? Flatbed versus dry-van reefer? Areas of operation, uh, that's a biggie. Uh, If you're going into cities like Chicago, uh, some parts of Texas, areas of Florida, those uh, tend to be bad venues in many cases. So if you're involved in an accident there, the cost of those claims can go up dramatically. So insurance carriers take a hard look at that, and that can affect your Again, your pricing or your ability to get insurance. Uh, technology, are you using collateral or I'm sorry, collision avoidance equipment? Do you have dash cams installed in your trucks, which I would highly recommend? I wasn't a huge advocate when they first came out, but we've seen uh, some great things uh, happen from having dash cams, workable dash cams uh, in the trucks uh, where we've been to uh, able to deny claims altogether uh, or we've been able to show what actually happened versus the story that the claimant made up. Financial history. If you're a larger carrier, insurance companies are going to want to see a financial statement uh, to see that you are in the black and able to spend some money on things like uh, safety, uh, wages, so you're able to attract better drivers, things like that. The smaller truckers, uh, some companies will look at credit scores, so that can have an effect on your pricing as well. When you become a customer of truck riders, You not only have a dedicated account team, but also a support staff of over 30 individuals that are educated and trained to handle your insurance needs immediately. Call 763-785-0500 for a quote or visit www.truckwriters.com for more information. What can you do operationally? Again, a sound safety culture is so important. Uh, You have to have a uh, written safety plan. Uh, You should really, really, really have that in place and lead with that when you're shopping your insurance layout. Here's how we, uh, you know, we have job descriptions. Uh, Here they are. We have written uh, safety policies. Uh, Provide that. Don't let the insurance carriers uh, dictate what they're looking for and uh, find where you're lacking. Uh, Show them where uh, the areas where you are really sound. Consistent claims practices. If you're involved in a claim, uh, do you have a claims committee? If so, who's on that committee? What are you doing to mitigate or avoid claims in the future? What are you doing with the drivers as far as, uh, you know, educating them, coaching them, and possibly terminating them if if that's something that should happen? You need to manage your SMS and ISS scores on a monthly basis. First of all, make sure that the violations, the citations, the warnings are yours. We've had many clients who've actually looked at their scores and come across ones that weren't even their trucks. And you can go in and file with the FMCSA and uh, request that those be taken off. Proper corporate structure is a big one, particularly for uh, asset protection. A lot of companies don't want to see a trucking operation and a brokerage operation under the same authority, same federal ID number, same name. Um, So if you are running a trucking operation and a brokerage operation, please make sure to separate those Again, separate names, separate operating authority, separate federal ID numbers. The ideal is if you can have separate staff running those, 
as well as uh, different locations. And I know in most cases that's not feasible, uh, but separating those. Get your equipment into a uh, some type of holding company. So ABC Leasing leases back to ABC Trucking. And what that does in the event of a claim, the operating company, ABC Trucking, isn't holding any hard assets. They're all sitting in the uh, holding company, ABC Leasing. Makes a big difference in the event of a large claim. Again, newer equipment. Uh, if you're able to run newer equipment, have added on a lot of the safety features that the newer equipment comes with, um, that speaks volumes to the insurance carriers. Employees and owner operators, uh, again, some insurance companies will not consider writing your insurance if you have, some are 25% owner operators or less. I have fleets with all owner operators uh, that are structurally sound. Uh, so we, we are able to find some uh, good insur- insurance carriers for those folks. But again, uh, you know, uh, having more employees uh, than owner operators uh, just gives us the ability to shop more insurance carriers. Uh, technology, again, I would implore you to get dash cams. Uh, we've had bad claims where our motor carriers have had dash cams, uh, which is a little concerning at first. But what we're able to do is show, yes, we are at fault. Here's exactly what happened and how can we take care of you now versus uh, the plaintiff attorney uh, embellishing the story, dragging the claim on for three to six years, depending on the statute of limitations. And we end up, uh, the insurance carriers end up paying out a lot more in the end. And then website and advertising, the insurance carriers are going to look at your website. So if there's things that you're not doing, don't put them on your website. And again, if you're a trucking company and a brokerage, if you can separate those authorities, have separate advertising, uh, that's the best. In the event of a claim, the plaintiff attorneys, that's one of the things they're going to look at is your website. And we've seen things like clients advertising, uh, join us, we don't require uh, dash cams. The plaintiff attorneys are grabbing onto that and basically uh, using it to say, uh, you don't require uh, dash cams because you have something to hide. So again, just be careful of what's on your website and what's on your advertising. And then some insurance solutions would include retention policies. Uh, Retention is simply an insurance deductible. So for the smaller carriers, you might have a thousand physical damage deductible, a thousand cargo deductible. Um, So in the event of a claim, you could have tractor trailer cargo or a $3,000 deductible. What I would recommend is at least looking at what would happen if I bump those up to 2,500 or 5,000. And then they have something called a basket deductible uh, that you can also purchase. So if you have a 5,000 deductible, rather than paying out 15,000 tractor trailer cargo, uh, you can pay one 5,000 deductible uh, uh, on that claim. Retention policies, the larger uh, motor carriers will carry uh, $25,000 and up on their deductible. And what we can do as an agency is actually do a loss history analysis and say, here's what your out of pocket or your loss cost would have been had you had that retention uh, in the past. So obviously with the higher deductibles, you get a lower premium. So we have to just balance the two and see what makes most sense for you. Uh, Quota share, we have a lot of clients saying, uh, well, sure, I carry a $25,000 retention and the insurance carrier doesn't care about that first $25,000. What a quota share is, is where you partner with the insurance company. And uh, if you have, a say, a $30,000 uh, retention, 
for any claim, you would take half, the insurance company would take half. So if you actually do have a $35,000 claim, you're responsible for the first 30,000. Uh, the insurance company would pay 15, you would pay 15. On a $10,000 claim, you would pay five, they would pay five. Uh, so those tend to work out really well uh, psychologically, if nothing else. A monthly reporter uh, for the medium to larger carriers, you can go on a monthly mileage revenue uh, unit or value reporter uh, or mix the two mileage and values, for instance, values being on the, the physical damage on your tractors and trailers. Where that works out well is if you have any seasonality or slumps in your business or a driver goes on vacation for a week or two or becomes sick, you're just reporting what actual mileage or revenue you did for the prior month. So you're going to have an insurance insurance rate uh, based on that. And that's what you'll be charged for is, is actual use. Uh, you're, you may or may not be hearing of insurtech companies. We're starting to deal with a few of them now. Uh, what they do is they actually tap into or bring to you uh, technology equipment. So your ELDs, your dash cams, that type of stuff. Um, so it's kind of uh, you pay as you go type of insurance. And then they're able to kind of coach or assist you in coaching uh, your drivers along the way. Uh, alternative risk plans. Uh, we've got risk retention groups, captive insurance programs, and self-insured. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we actually have a truck captive uh, now for uh, medium and large uh, trucking companies. Uh, we have a self-insured work comp group uh, for anyone with 100,000 uh, work comp or higher. And what this does is you're actually uh, sharing with others of like mind safety practices. In our case, uh, they're all Minnesota uh, trucking companies. And um, you're able to or have the ability to get back what isn't paid out in claims as surplus in future years. Then I'm going to touch just quickly on excess liability and umbrellas. Uh, first thing what you want to do when purchasing excess or an umbrella is determine what's the right amount for you. Uh, umbrella pricing has gone up astronomically, and some companies have gotten off of trucking altogether. Uh, so you need to shop multiple markets or have your agent rather shop multiple markets. And then what to cover, all or some. All would be, uh, so if you have a million underlying policy, uh, carry a million umbrella, any claim you have, you would now with all have a $2 million policy limit. Some would be if uh, we can write what they call a shipper specific policy. So if you have one shipper requiring higher limits, uh, we can write an excess liability policy based just on uh, that shipper's requirements. And it's usually uh, the price is driven by uh, average number of hauls a year, revenue and areas that you're going to, as well as the cargo, the value of the cargo being hauled. And then you can, uh, the larger carriers are now starting to stack limits and policies. Uh, so ABC company might write the first million umbrella. Uh, CDE company may write the next two to $5 million dollar umbrella, that type of thing. So it's not necessarily one insurance carrier taking you from 1 million to 10 million, for example. And then just keep in mind your assets are actually your excess liability. So as I mentioned earlier, do as if, if you're able to, Make sure you have separate sub-S companies uh, for the assets. You'd have a separate sub-S for the equipment, a separate, uh, separate sub-S for your properties, your buildings, and uh, you'd, you'd have your operating company, a trucking company separate from your, your brokerage operation. And then a lot of our uh, motor carriers will have a holding company over the sub-S companies. Thank you for your time. That concludes this episode of Trucking Success and Safety. Thank you again to Truck Riders for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. 
Thanks for listening, and make sure to follow us on all podcast streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart, or listen through our website at www.mntruck.org forward slash podcast. Have a great day.